Welcome back to Cover Story. Today's guest is a New York-based photographer and director named Mr. Iozo. We discuss his work on ASAP Rocky's 2018 release, Testing. This is kind of a unique episode as the work we discussed did not end up being used for the final cover, but some pieces from the set were used for promos such as single releases on SoundCloud. This is a great behind-the-curtains look at how these projects with multiple collaborators work and come together with different artists submitting their takes on the vision and how the final pieces get selected for the actual album itself. The full set of Mr. Iozo's photographs with Rocky can be seen on his website at mrioso.com, and I'll include a link to that in the show description. I highly, highly recommend you check them out because they're really impressive. Uh, This is also a great listen because you get to hear the story of how someone can move up relatively quickly in the art and creative world by focusing intently on bringing their vision to life and building a portfolio that they can take and show to potential clients and collaborators um, that's worth their time and worth a response. So he was able to go from beginning with photography to working with ASAP and his team in about three years. So um, it's an inspiring and impressive story. And I hope you enjoy. It was uh, around, I would say, February last year. My friend Haiji, he's a, he's a video director and he's part of the AUG team for Rocky. Now, well, at the time he, he was. Before, when I met him, he was. Haiji, he ended up showing... From what he told me, he said that he ended up showing Rocky's own my pictures because I, I knew Haiji before he ended up connecting with Rocky at some point. And Haiji ended up um, showing Rocky my Instagram or whatever. And then Rocky apparently said he liked them and he was like, I want to meet him, meaning me. And I was, and Haiji contacted me and he was like, hey, Rocky wants to meet you or whatever. But I didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was, <laughs> he was lying. <laughs> messing with you. So. Yeah, so I kind of, <laughs> I kind of blew Haiji up. <laughs> so like Haiji would be like, "Rocky wants to meet," you, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, man. That's that's really dope. Thank you for showing me my work." And then like we didn't talk for like two months or something, mm-hmm. and then Haiji was like, um, "Hey, Rocky, uh, he wants to meet you at, uh, 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 no, he was like he wants to Skype uh, Sunday night, like sometime in April or something like that," mm-hmm. and. Just because I still didn't believe him, I said, you know what? I was like, I'm busy Sunday, you know, let's do it another time. And I was so stupid, like, you know, anyone would just yeah. hack him with Rocky. <laughs> so I kind of blew him off again. And then <laughs> IG again, at this around this time, last year on May, he goes, uh, hey, Rocky wants to, he wants to meet you. We're in downtown, uh, we're in downtown New York or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll. Just for my amusement, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll meet you guys when I get out of work or whatever. <laughs> so he, I got an address and I ended up showing to this place and I, I still didn't believe it. So I was just like, you know, walked up. I thought at first I thought it was just going to be like me, Haiji, and, you know, somebody else. And yeah. we're all just going to webcam with Rocky, maybe. Mm-hmm. That was it. But um, we ended up, uh, I ended up going to the to the address to this like hotel and um it was like a really nice hotel and that's when i kind of got a vibe of like oh like it might actually be true so then i ended up going to the floor and i walked to the room and i and you know this uh the stylist uh lets me in and and rocky's not there but i'm waiting for him and uh 10 minutes later my friend haiji walks in with his friends and I was like, okay, so this must be actually happening because they're telling me that Rocky is coming like five minutes or whatever. So Rocky walks through the door with uh, Playboy Cardi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know who Playboy Cardi was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Rocky walks in with Playboy Cardi. You know, he was really nice, shakes my hand, get a hug, whatever. Um, tells me, oh, I love your work. All your work is dope, whatever. He goes into the room and change or whatever he's changing because they had a party that night. And I ended up being in the kitchen with Cardi and Hygiene. And uh, <laughs> like, I didn't know who Cardi was. He's a, like a very famous rapper yeah. uh, or musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I had no idea who he was. So I ended up asking Cardi, like, so are you a rapper too? <laughs> I feel like that kind of. <laughs> Like, I kind of offended him a bit. <laughs> so he pulls out his Instagram and he shows me his Instagram and like all his followers. And like, it was just funny. Like, yeah, it wasn't like malicious. It's funny. It's it was a good story. Um, 
so yeah it was like that was the first time at my party um really really funny cool dude um and yeah that, that it was that night like we just i was at his hotel and it was like a group of people and we we kind of sort of talked he was he was pretty busy rocking that night but i guess he just wanted to meet and just see what i was like mm-hmm. so we kind of met that night and just like talked a bit not really about the project itself like i still had no idea what it was going to be about i still had the thought that it was just like oh i'm just going to take some cool pictures of rocky at his apartment or whatever you know just whatever mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. um and then before i left he ended up inviting me to come to he was recording which was the recordings for this album he ended up inviting me to um his studio oh wow um the next night so i was like okay so awesome. i went to the studio and yeah that's when um you know, I was there a couple of hours, but once I met up with him, that's when I, um, that's when I was first told about the concept of the project, which was they showed me like the mood board and whatever the concept was, which was you know this testing dummies and the cars crashing, and the testing side and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they were like, we we love what you do. We want we're trying to approach like a more uh, a more cinematic style and. You know, we we want your eye on this because we think your work is really cool. And I was, and I I love the project because I, I would have never thought of something like that. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know whose idea it was initially. Like, I don't know if it was like Gallardo's or Rocky's idea at first. I have no idea whose it was. Mm-hmm. But that's the idea I was pitched, and um, I thought it was really really cool because it, it was it was different. And on top of that, I had a budget to work with, and I was like, okay, I can work with that. Um, and I ended up asking him, I was like, how many images would you like? Um, and he's just like, oh, just like eight or like seven is okay. <laughs> but then if you look at the end result, I have like 57 images. Of them. Yeah. Like I literally ended up shooting a ton. Um, and then after that, because it was a whole year before the album release, like I didn't end up shooting with him until, um, november last year okay so that whole time was just like i was told like plan sketch out the shots so they were telling me um which is something i already do for my own projects anyways Mm -hmm. they were just like they wanted me to visualize it so i can show them how i would shoot something okay and like i can't draw for shit so my sketches are very like (laughs) stick figures like they're very crap (laughs) so but the sketches are pretty much <laughs> the sketches are pretty much um, what you end up seeing on the images, which is like, you know, him being on top of dummies. <laughs> like it was yeah, literally a circle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> thank you. It was a circle, and then a stick figure, and a little circle for a head, <laughs> and, and it, the circle just said like Rocky, and then pile it down. It was just so simple. Like, I wonder if they looked at it and be like, "Are you sure we really want this guy?" <laughs> but um, yeah, they're very. Uh, yeah, they they went with it. I guess they yeah they liked, trusted uh, you. the ideas of the images. Yeah, yeah, which was um, it was uh, yeah that that whole time that whole before I ended up shooting with him in November because I had three separate sessions with him. I had November, December, and then January was the actual session with the dummies. November okay. and December was just like hanging out and shooting, which mm-hmm. is when you see some of the images on the website, it's the images that, you know, they're indoors. Sure. Like projection or blue light or... Oh, okay, okay. Light. Those are the November, December sessions. But then the January session is the sessions with the testing dummies and the car crash. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so it was three separate... Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was three separate um, nights, three separate sessions. But um, yeah, it was that, that whole time was just like, you know, sketching and planning for it and eventually ended up shooting with him and yeah it was really really it was really really cool uh i'm very grateful to him and the whole team for even allowing me to be a part of it even if i didn't exactly make like an album cover or whatever mm-hmm. i got still very happy to just be part of that campaign that was part of the album um, which is really really cool. There was a lot of people involved in that. I had no idea. Like I, I thought I was, 
I had no idea how many people were involved until the album was released. And then I started seeing like all this other artwork roll out of people saying, oh, thankful for being part of this Rocky <laughs> thing. Like there was this guy who did graphic design for it, which is really, really crazy. I forgot his Instagram name, mm-hmm. but his stuff was the stuff that impressed me the most. That He was apparently part of the team too, but his stuff didn't really end up making the cut for any art rollout that I saw for the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but his stuff was really, really cool. Like he, his stuff was super like, like he really put Rocky like in another planet. Like he had other planets floating around. Like it was some crazy oh, yeah? shit, but it was really... Is that out there yeah, he went really, in public now? Yeah, they're public. I don't. I forgot the guy's Instagram name, but okay. his stuff was the one that impressed me the most out of all the other that. people, even myself, really. Yeah, I I forgot the guy's name. I have no idea where it is, but I'm sure maybe if you Google it or something, you'll probably find the guy. Yeah, probably. Um, I am always interested to hear about these projects when you know you kind of you do your work and submit it, and then a lot of times people don't hear about it until the actual release date. You know. You're waiting months yeah. and you don't know what's going to happen, both on the music and on the art direction and photography and design side. It is funny to hear how, you know, you're, you're waiting to find out just as much as anybody else. Yeah, like I I was sitting on these images since February and it was so hard for me. Like I wanted to share them so bad and yeah, I had I no imagine. idea when the album was going to yeah, I had no idea when the album was going to be released. And I had people ask me, like, what is the album going to be released? And I, <laughs> you know, I can't say anything, but mm-hmm. I had no idea when the album was going to be I didn't know when the album was going to be released until five days before it was released. That's oh, when yeah. I found out. <laughs> well, I found out just as everyone else found out. That's funny. Um, and that's when I obeyed on my site. And that's when I was just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to release all these images. <laughs> Like, 50 images, like, nothing. I was just like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was excited to see that. That's a great set. It was, uh, I- I'm still very happy for the response I've gotten for it. People, you know, doing artwork, their own artwork for it. And people like yourself asking to know what the process was. You know, I have, I've had, like, other people, these other, a couple of other interviews that pretty much want to know about it, too. So it was, it was really cool in terms of the response for it. It was really, really cool. Yeah, I think it, it's nice with artists like that who um, put a lot of effort and thought into their, you know, the, the full package with the visuals and everything. Um, since I know he seems to care about that much more than a good bit of other artists, so I think that kind of brings on the community too that are also interested in those sort of things. So it must be nice on your side where when yeah, you get to put that work out, the yeah. reception is, you know, the fan base then for those artists also really cares about this sort of thing. So it must be nicer for you to release that into, into that sort of reception where you get that feedback and, you know, messages and all that. Yeah, it was definitely when I was first brought on to work with Rocky, one of my main attractions to the project besides the concept and just the fact that I was going to have a budget was that it was Rocky. Like, that was the main incentive. And I don't mean it as, like, like oh, he's a big musician, but I mean it as, like, Rocky is known for being a creative as fuck guy, you know? Like, yeah, if exactly. anyone in the music industry, it's, like, it's Rocky, it's Kanye, you know, it's uh, Pharrell, it's, like, all these, like, it's uh, Tyler, it's, like, all these, like, these are, these are people known for being creative with their shit, or being, like, fashion guys, or all that crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when, when I... To me, the biggest incentive was like, okay, it's Rocky. So Rocky's known for being artistic, for being creative. So I, I was very happy to just be, that was the main attraction for me above anything else. To be part of that, of his, you know, vision of whatever the project ended up being. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, you probably really, know really then cool. that you can you can try out some, um, a little more... Not crazy, but you know you can push the push the boundaries a little bit harder with an artist like that um, because you know that they'll be more receptive to it than somebody who you know doesn't really have yeah. their heart in the visuals. Yeah, yeah, it was. He uh, was very open to the ideas. There was one idea. So the okay, <laughs> you remember how I said earlier that I I tend to go kind of crazy with mm-hmm. the concept. So I and I did want to make this idea go deeper, like. I can just give away the pitch because the project is already done. Sure. So I had like originally, okay. 
so the concept was presented to me as like you know testing dummies car crashing you know all the stuff mm-hmm. you want to see what you do with it and i was like okay so you know for the next few months i would go home and on my way home from work i would think about how can i make these images go deeper and i wanted to do originally i wanted to make them go like really deep in a sense of i wanted to involve like America and the way America is right now with, um, you know, with police brutality and all this stuff. Sure. So, and and like all these racism and shit. So I wanted to do like, for example, where the car crashes, I wanted to do a giant American flag, just put it there. So Mm -hmm. like the car crashes into the American flag and then have Rocky and the driver's seat. And then the passenger seat, I wanted to have uh, a female testing dummy. And we would dress her up like like just like a woman and then put a blindfold on her to, so that she represents Lady Justice. Then in the background, I wanted to have um, scientists, like Caucasian scientists, like wearing white robes, you know, mm-hmm. blonde hair, blue eyes or whatever, notepad. And this whole concept that I basically wanted to create was like how he would represent the the african-american culture into america that's being crashed and you know you have these people testing testing that culture testing him for that example that's good and, and then I know they, they use those uh, scientists during yeah. that live uh performance piece he did yeah they 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 use some scientists for that uh <laughs> for that jimmy fallon performance oh yeah and then the also the lab rat performance it was uh i was very happy they didn't go with that idea that i had because if you listen to the album, it has nothing to do with it. It's true. <laughs> no so, politics at all would, on there. Yeah. So I was very happy. Like if, if I would have done that concept and then that album comes out <laughs> and you see the images, it makes it would make no sense. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, good point. I was very happy that they turned out. <laughs> like they were very nice about it too. They're like, Oh, we like the idea, but you know, we also have some ideas about it too. You know, it's also about the input of the creative vision that we have and all the stuff. So they were really nice about it, but I'm I was very happy. Now that I know what the album is, I was very happy. Like I dodged a bullet in that way. And that's <laughs> because it was just like, whoa, that would have probably yeah, it, was, it was way too much. <laughs> it was way too It was a cool concept, but it was not the time for it. Not the yeah. place for it, I mean. Yeah. It was a time for it, just not the place for it. That's true. That's true. I then asked Mr. Yoza to walk us through how he got into photography in the first place and how he got to where he is now. Um, I started about three years ago, uh, like actually taking my time into uh, photography. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was just doing it on my, I used to have an iPod touch, so I would do photography on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it would just be like pictures of myself, but I would try to make them like artsy and whatnot. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, and then I was, I had a relationship at the time, but that didn't work out. So I went through this like depression state Mm -hmm. and, um, that's when I needed to find an outlet to express myself. So my brother, he used to do photography a long time, a while ago before that. And, uh, I asked him to let me borrow his camera. And at first I would just take pictures of myself, just like trying to just do, um, self-portraits and whatnot mm-hmm. and then edit those and uh eventually progress to i would ask other people to model for me and you know my pictures at first they were kind of they weren't bad but they were very just simple mm-hmm. just simple like portraits and you know just pretty much regular pictures that everybody can take um and then after like two months of just doing simple photography, I decided to just take a, like a like a month off, just lock myself in my room and try to find my own style. And I ended up watching a ton of movies, and uh, I learned that film teaches you photography in a way because they show you camera angles and lighting and you know setup and all this stuff. Do you so, have any specific movies that come to mind that were really influential for you? Um, I would say, well, the I knew before that I didn't really know about Stanley Kubrick. Like I knew about The Shining, mm-hmm. um, but I I didn't really look at the rest of his work. 
but then for whatever reason, one of the weeks that month, um, I was watching a ton of movies like Blade Runner and stuff like that. And uh, The Shining was one of the ones I watched. And I was like, wow, this is really... Because he has like a very cinematic way of portraying film. Like it's literally pretty much every shot that he takes could be a good picture. That's true. And um, when I saw The Shining, then I just like, on a one weekend, I decided to just watch every Kubrick film from 2001 to Eyes Wide Shut. And I was just like, that that influenced me a lot because... He he has like a very he does cool stuff with lighting and when he started his career he started as a photographer too so that kind of pushed me towards like whoa this guy like he has like a very photographic style that he mixes with his um, film so I would say film wise like most of uh, the Kubrick catalog Blade Runner um. What else? Uh, Ex Machina. I mean, there was there was a handful of films. I just can't remember. But those were the main ones. Those were the main ones that influenced my lighting style. And um, cinem- I would say, cause most people call myself cinematic. So that influenced my cinematic style for the most part. Yeah, I definitely get that impression too. Um, I haven't seen it yet, actually, but I wanted to for a while. I was just seeing photos from it. Um, but Barry Lyndon. Uh, with those, some of those dark, the, I guess most of it's filmed that way. Um, those dark scenes only lit by candle. Um, yeah. I love those shots. That's a beautiful film. Yeah, I heard he used, I'm not sure how much of the movie he used it for, but some type of lens from NASA where they would shoot the moon because they needed so much light lit yeah. in. I forget the specifics of like the a, actual lens, but yeah, I thought that was pretty wild. It was like a specifically designed yeah. lens. He had to like cut his camera just to mount this like like special lens that he got from NASA and it was it was so wild but once you would see the film he got the look that he wanted to achieve which was to to have most scenes look like one of those paintings from the old time oh yeah yeah those like oil paintings um yeah i need to watch that one soon there's a lot of shots in that film that look just like like if you just take a scene from that it could look just like an oil painting which is really really cool yeah um, that's awesome it's a look I would love to achieve, which is just super hard, especially when there's no budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you something... need, need some budget and connections or something like that. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty much like my biggest barrier is a budget. So after watching films for a while, then I started shooting my own style. And um, I, I was just doing my own work, uh, just very low key. Nobody really knew about it or knew who I was or really really paid attention to what I was doing because it was just so I don't want to say so different but it was pretty different um especially if you look at my earlier stuff it was like you can tell there was something there but not fully fledged out yet mm-hmm. um and then I was uh I still didn't like in all my personal life I still didn't know what exactly I wanted to um, do like I didn't know if I wanted to actually pursue photography or if it was going to go anywhere for that matter. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to a community college for one month and then <laughs> I dropped out because I just didn't like it. And then at that point, when I dropped out, I was like, I'm going to go all out on this photography thing. That's when I had the idea to do the first, my first photo series, which was Kiss Line. Okay. So once I had that idea and I just decided to go all out, then it was just, then it kind of started snowballing because that's when. I had that photo set and I just submitted it to some magazines and the magazines were just like, we love this. We want to publish it now. We'll put it on print. We'll put it like on our basil and all this crazy shit. And I was like, oh, wow. wow, that's insane. Yeah. And it was just so crazy. And I was like, okay. So that's when I just started doing more and more of my own uh, cinema, uh, my own photography, my own uh, series and my own, you know, crazy stuff. And it went about like that for like a year, uh, two years, um, just by myself doing the lighting, the angles and all this stuff. Um, and it would be so crazy. Like I would carry a giant white, like trash bag with all <laughs> the lights. Tripod, so just, like, all just, my equipment was in it. Just you doing all the sets and everything then? All the stages. It was, and yeah. yeah. It was yeah. the first, yeah. 
the first two like the first two years and a half it was just me and like i would i ended up i went to home depot and i bought like cheap like light bulbs to do some lighting and then some the bowls that you put the lights in and they gave me this giant bag and i used that giant plastic bag for two years <laughs> and i would put like all the bowls there and the tripod and all this crazy shit and like it would get torn down as as the time passed and I would look I would look so creepy just walking around with this giant white <laughs> ripped off back. Um going shoot to shoot, you know, going all over New York. Um but I loved it. I didn't really care. I I was just happy to just have anyone to just be like, Yeah, I wanna shoot with you, I like your work. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. So I'm just gonna we're gonna go to this location and we're gonna shoot. And uh after the first two and a half years, which was ended up being last year, last May. Uh, I met, I started meeting people that would, so like, they would volunteer to help me out. Like, they would say, oh, I have, you know, I can get access to lights or I can assist you or all this stuff. So I now I have, um, depending on what the project is, now I have, uh, I know people that instead of me having to carry a giant trash plastic bag, I now I have someone who I can get lighting from and they'll get me access to whatever lighting I need, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, and it just kept evolving and people started volunteering more and more. And I, I've uh, grown a little, like a little team <laughs> that <laughs> we, that they just believe in whatever concept it is. And we all get, you know, work out of it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's become more of a team effort as of lately. Um, but you know, being the main director or the main photographer with the creative ideas, that's still falls on me in terms of that. Yeah, that must be good to, uh, not have to spend quite as much time on the, on the smaller or more, uh, you know, little tasks around, uh, and you can, you know, have bigger focus on the, on the broader piece and get the yeah. work done, you know, instead of having to worry about every single little detail. Must be nice to have uh, some of that. Have some of that I mean, get set still, up by other people. I mean, it still falls under me, depending sure. on what. It falls under me in terms of like recruiting uh, the team. Sure. But then, like, it can get very stressful sometimes, you know, because I I don't I'm not I'm not agency signed. It's not like I have someone. Like, if an artist reaches out to me, then it's just I am the one who has to deal with the budget and production and you know scheduling and recruiting and equipment and all this stuff like i'm the one who has to handle oh, sure so it's, it's still a ton of ton of work <laughs> it's still a ton of work it's very 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 um stressful dealing yeah, like, with labels and you know making sure that the budget arrives on time and all this stuff stuff that someone else would be hired to do but i don't have anyone to do that so um yeah at, at that point it can get very um it, it can become a lot of work but business side of things and the paperwork that's that'll cause a headache yeah it's uh it kills me <laughs> Every, whenever it happens like especially when you get the time frame that the artists give you which is like the you sometimes you get like a two-week time frame or oh, a one-week wow. time frame yeah that's when you're like they tell you hey we're gonna do this in a week we're gonna do this in two weeks and then you have to literally rush <laughs> into making sure everything comes out the way it is. But nonetheless, I'm very just grateful still and happy to get work like this and, you know, be recognized as far as out. Like, it's really, really cool in that sense. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people competing for this space, so that's great that you've been able to make it this far already. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm very... I, I wish I had more time to do my uh, my personal stuff mm -hmm. because as of lately, I've gotten so busy doing stuff for other people, which is really cool, you know, making yeah, money sure. and, and doing stuff and getting more exposure. But then I also miss having time to do, as of lately, having time to do my own personal stuff because I still have ideas of my own. Yeah, I can so. imagine. You must be getting new ideas all the time, too, when you're working on projects and you see, you know, other other ways that you could take them and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I definitely have a couple of ideas that I want to execute, but it's just a matter of like, like I have an idea and I want to do it, 
and then I get an email or like a message from someone saying that, hey, we're going to work on this. We want you to be a part of it. And it's like awesome. But at the same time, it's like, ah, okay, now I had to <laughs> postpone my idea to a later date and hopefully end some time. I mean, it will end up happening, but you know. Yeah, it's definitely just frustrating the, to, have to keep keep putting those to the back of your head when you just really want to execute on them. Yeah, but the, the I mean, it's kind of uh, it is frustrating, but at the same time, I look at it as well. If I don't do it for my personal work, at some point, I can probably do it for another artist. So, like, if That's I have true. an idea for something, and an artist reaches out to me, then I can pitch that idea that I had, you know, That's, a year ago, whatever. Give it to them, and then pretty much sell it to them and still do it and just, you know, kill two birds with one stone. That's um, true. And have a budget so for it. Usually I sleep, I, usually I hold them off. Like I, I put them on the side, just like backup ideas, just in case <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, never asked to go as creative as I want or whatever. <laughs> so did you have, uh, before, before the project with Rocky then, did you have any other, um, uh, music related projects or was that kind of the first one i had done some smaller ones like very indie very just like small artists nothing this was the biggest um and the most recognizable everyone before him was just like you know like a small brooklyn band or you know a small and indie artist or whatever just very small um but yeah the rocky thing was definitely the biggest one um and then the weekend gig, even though it was just for the weekend merchandise, it was just like weekend and Marvel. Sure. Um, so that was a funny, and also another funny story. <laughs> so most of the way I reach out to people, either they reach out to me, like the Rocky thing was like, you know, my friend Haiji ended up putting, connecting me, you know. Um, but most of the, the majority of the ways I reach out to people is through Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, um, I ended up reaching out to uh, the weekend's creative director. Like I ended up finding out who he was mm-hmm. a long time ago. Like I already knew who he was, mm-hmm. but it was more of like me waiting until the right time. And I felt like once I had the Rocky images, I felt like, okay, this is the right time because my portfolio is big enough now that I can show something. And then on top of that, I have the Rocky images so I can actually I have actually something to present to sure. not seem like a, I don't know, like an amateur or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I ended up reaching out to the weekend's creative director. Even though I already knew who he was, I ended up reaching out, just DM him on Instagram. Like that's what I did. I just DM him. Mm-hmm. And I linked, I linked my website and I showed him a couple of my pictures and I never thought he would reply. <laughs> but like I would say like a week later, maybe less. He replied and he was just like yo i love these images they're so crazy or whatever like mm-hmm. and then we just started talking and he was like i would love to meet with you so i ended up meeting with him and i told him you know how they were a big influence because my first photo series is called kissing which is based on the weekend's album called yeah Kisling. yeah i remember that one so they were they were a big inspiration like Abel's music is a big was a big inspiration. Still is to this day in some way, but it was yeah, really, it's really a big cool that came full like circle like that. I was gonna ask earlier when you mentioned that magazine if that had any tie-ins at the time, uh, the Kissland. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's had, crazy that it came full circle for you. I was, uh, yeah, I was very well at the time. Like I said, I was very depressed because of this breakup. Uh-huh. So I ended up just listening to the Weekends music, yeah, and Kissland was like <laughs> ended up becoming my favorite album of his. Yeah, and just listening to the sound of that um, of that album, you know, the lyrics and all this stuff, I was like, it would be really cool if I could just portray these in images. So, I took some vibes off of that album. I took some vibes of Eyes Wide Shut, Blade Runner, and kind of mix all of this together to create the whole Kisslin um, visuals that I ended up doing. Um, but yeah, I. I, we met like me and the uh, and the creative director. We met and I, we ended up just talking. And I ended up just telling him how big inspiration these guys were. And you know, and I I showed him some of the Rockies work before anyone ever saw them. So I was like, so he kind of got like a sneak preview of it. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, showed him the rest of my work and he really liked it. And he was like, hey, we want you to work on some stuff with some of our artists. But in the meantime, we have some merchandise stuff coming out. And I was like, yeah, I would love to just be a part of that. And um, that's how um, the Marvel, because he has a comic book coming out with Marvel. Mm -hmm. So he had like a collab doing with them in terms of the merchandise. So I didn't know about it until like two weeks before shooting. And they just told me, hey, we have this uh, Marvel thing coming out. You want to do the logo for it? And I was like, yeah, I'm down for it. And, uh, you know, working throughout the whole talking with the label and the budgeting and all this stuff. And it ended up happening. And it, it can't, they liked, they loved it. From from what I heard, they really liked the, the visuals and the video. The video wasn't even supposed to happen. The video was just something I offered on the side. Oh, yeah. So, and they yeah, took it. Like, yeah, it was just something they they wanted me to look lookbook, just images. They just mm -hmm. wanted me to do images, but throughout our conversation, I kind of offered the video. I was because I'm trying to get more into video, mm -hmm. so I told them I was like, "Hey, do you guys also want a video? Like, I can just do like a one minute promo video." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you can do a video if you want." So the video just, I just kind of <laughs> incorporated. Made it it. <laughs> yeah, good thing yeah, you asked. So, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, because they were giving me a budget, and I was like, I might as well just shoot a video with this and add it to my portfolio at the same time. So I ended up doing a video and some images for it, and they ended up liking it enough that, you know, we're still going to work on some other stuff. Um, yeah, that was that was really cool. Like, it's, I mean, obviously the dream would be to shoot with Abel himself. Mm-hmm to um just some visuals with him even if it's just for like either whatever his next album is or just just to hang out and shoot some shit but um yeah like it's definitely i, I feel like it's coming full circle in that sense of you know started off listening to him him inspiring my visuals and then to this point where i'm doing some stuff for him which is really really cool yeah that is really cool it sounds like you're well on your way to getting to that point too uh quite a good 2018 so far yeah it was uh yeah it's halfway through the year barely like it's pretty <laughs> crazy yeah. um shooting the rocky thing the weekend thing and then i also did a music video for this singer called ezzy that was my first music video and it was my first video too so it might be rough on some edges but <laughs> we ended up working with what we had so it was like okay it was I'm very proud of it for what we had. It's, it's a cool visual visual style that we did for it. So do you think, kind of like what you just mentioned, that would be your, your dream goal um, in the upcoming years to get more into the video side yeah. of things? Yeah, um, what do you mean? Like in terms of doing video? Yeah, would you like to do music videos or short films or, or do you just want to kind of yeah, figure well, it out as you go? Well, obviously I'm very inspired by cinema, so... Mm -hmm. You know, shooting a feature film would be the complete dream. Like if I was to just, like the main main goal would be that be it. But, um, you know, I also, I'm also known for my photography. So I mean, in terms of like ultimate goal, I would love to just have like gallery shows around the world where I display my images and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But at the same time, I do want to do music videos because my work is heavily inspired by music as well so it's like a mix it's it's a lot of inspiration so it's like you know music film video games comic book like all this shit just inspires whatever visual i want to do and um for like i would love to i would definitely love to do music videos if the budget is there like i i, I wouldn't want to just do like a run and gun music video you know sure like, sure I would very much like to make it look very as cinematic as possible with whatever budget it is that we have. Because I don't want to, I, I want my, I want my video work to complement my photography work, to just feed off each other. So it's not like my photography is completely different than my video. Like they, like if you look at a video, I want it to, I want it to be said like, oh, like I could totally tell like it's, this is like his work because you know it has that very phot photographic style and visual style that his images would have rather than 
me shooting my images and then on the side I do some video with a DSLR and just make it look very, you know, amateurish or whatever. Like just like I don't care or whatever. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. You want them to seem like they're part of the same world. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing that people... videos have been getting pretty. Uh, I think in the last few years, uh, they've shown the power of having a really good and unique music video with good direction. So hopefully that'll make some labels give more consideration to putting some bigger budgets out there for artists. Because I think that, especially with how music's released these days with Spotify and everything, I feel like one of the best ways to to stand out is to just have a really great music video. So hopefully the stars are aligning on that front. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I've noticed that a lot of... Uh, like, there's more creative freedom in terms of music videos for certain artists um, and directors. Um, one of my good friends, uh, the brother, he's the guy who's done like music videos for The Weeknd and Travis Scott and all this stuff. Like, Oh, nice. He's, he's like a major director. But um, they are. There's two guys, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he always tries to push the boundary in, in terms of what he does and mm-hmm. in visual styles. And if you look at his work, it's super... I don't even know how to describe it. His shit is just so crazy. Because <laughs> everybody just does, like, everybody as of lately is doing effects. But yeah. brother's, brother's work is very, I would say his work is the top one in terms of effects. Like, in terms of how crazy they go. That's um, what they go always, by? What was they that? They go by brothers? Brother. Just, that's the name of, oh, okay. uh, it's, it's two guys, his brother. Gotcha. Um, look that up. But I'm mainly friends with one of them. Um, but he's, he's so cool. Like he's always trying to, anytime I ask him for advice in terms of how, cause obviously I'm trying to learn more videos as, as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I ask him for advice of like, you know, how does directing work and production and you know, all this crazy shit. And he's always cool to, um, to be supportive on that end. And, uh, but they have their own style, which is very effects heavy. That's something that I wouldn't do. Like, I respect it. I admire the effects on videos. But for my stuff, for my videos, whenever I do a music video or anything like that, like, I would love to do as many practical effects as possible. Like, just because of that love for cinema, like old cinema, like Hitchcock or, you know, Kubrick or Blade Runner, like practical effects, like lighting and uh, special effects makeup and just practical stuff. I prefer that for my video work much more than CGI or, you know, some effect overlay or whatever, which is, I feel like it's what everyone is into lately, but Mm -hmm. I feel like if I stick to it, it will be different enough and cinematic enough to appeal to a certain market of artists to want to approach and be like, yeah, we'd love to do something with you. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I I like that analog outlook or outcome a lot better in like 99% of cases. Sometimes the CGI and effects can be pulled off well, but you need either a good-sized budget or some really skilled editors on there, which isn't always the case. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I saw your for the Kissland ones. You said that those were there were no post effects to add those kind of digitizations on there. It was all projections and that sort of thing. Kissland, well. All of my images are edited in terms of color correction and brightness and contrast. And yeah, yeah, that just no basic uh, stuff. But yeah, in terms not, of not doing overlay, in terms of like, right? Okay. In terms, yeah, no, there is none of that. Everything is just projection and light work and shadows, and it's all just practical. I like the feeling for images. I mean, it's not that I couldn't do it. Like I could do. I used to do like small, like graphic. You know, graphic. I would. I, would, I don't want. I don't want to call it graphic design. <laughs> it was just more of like I would go heavy into designing into Photoshop, like overlays and you know making something look very CGI. Like if I needed to replace something, I could do it or mm-hmm. add something, I could do it. Um, but I wanted to move away from that because I like the idea of an image being captured as it is and the response being like that image is so cool. Like, how did you do it or whatever? And you know, you telling people it's practical and it's like, wow, or whatever. Like, I love that feeling so much more rather than I shot, you know, this image on a bedroom and I added 
like another image in the background to make it look like a projection and then created a shadow and all this crazy stuff. I, I just love the idea. Like I said, like even for video and for video and for photography or anything, I love practical rather than um, anything that would encompass adding or removing on Photoshop. It's a lot more work, but it's for me, it's much more rewarding in a sense of like I would rather spend, you know, three hours setting up an image just to get one image sure. than, you know, shooting 20 images and or like 100 images and fixing, I mean, not fixing them, but yeah, tweaking, doing the final edits on, on, on Pope to get the idea of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it's worth the work that you put in up front on something like that. Maybe which one do you prefer? Uh, what are the pros and cons of each? As in working on a uh, a commercial project where you have a decent sized budget, but then you're also restricted on your subject matter and that sort of thing, um, or just a totally on your own project where there's no budget, but you know there are no limitations either. Oh, that's such a hard question. That's such a good question. Um, well, personally, I would choose my own project because I could just go as crazy as I want, but I can only go so crazy because I am limited by the fact that there's no budget. Mm -hmm. And then when there is a budget for a commercial gig, like for the Rocky thing or, you know, the weekend merchandise or whatever, mm -hmm. um, like they give me a budget and I can pitch the ideas, but I can only go so far because sometimes my ideas are kind of crazy Mm -hmm. So I kind of get like cut in some ways. I mean, I get most of it. Like I would say 75% of what I put out there is what I wanted. But then I know it would look even more amazing if we actually had the 100% in there. But um, yeah, it's like it's very, it's very, very, but I, it's very difficult. But I would take the commercial gig just because I am allowed some sort of freedom to it. And I understand that at the same time, it's whatever the artist or whatever the brand wants. Mm -hmm. Like I can't just, you can't just win and have your way every single time, especially if you're not like an established, like a very, very highly established, you know, photographer, artist, or director. Um, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to answer to hire people. Um, and it's, it's only, it's still a matter of patience. I know that once I get the opportunity and I become, I get more recognition for what I do than, it would just be a matter of time to as to where it is, where someone will give me a budget, I will pitch them the idea and we can just run with what I, I would like to do um, and become something like, you know, like a Tarantino does with his films where he gets a budget and he does whatever the fuck he wants, like go crazy as he wants or like a Christopher Nolan or like a Stanley Kubrick or anything, any one of those guys where they just, they have creative freedom completely of what they do which is yeah, really cool. that's true they can get away with whatever they want by that point yeah it's just patience at this like I'm right at this point i'm just playing the patience game but i'm very grateful for being even allowed to be listened to whatever ideas i have yeah that's awesome yeah. you've been able to do all this uh just with starting three years ago yeah that's even more crazy <laughs> <laughs> there's this one thing that people sometimes like they ask me like what you're like how do you come up with these images i guess how do you get inspired by this stuff yeah that'd be great and like in a sense in, in a way of giving advice i would say that it's like if you listen to a song right and it's a song you like and you most people visualize how they would do a music video for it right mm-hmm like there's a song you like, you listen to it and you're like, oh, this is in your head. You're like, this is how I would do a music video for it. You know, this is the lighting I would use. This is the camera angles and all this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much my process in terms of like conceptualizing most of my work. It's like I listen to a song and I picture how I would portray that as a music video. Obviously, I don't do a music video for it, but I would take a scene out of that and make it into an image. Okay. Whatever scene of it is compelling enough. Um, so that's how my most, sometimes that's how my process goes. I listen to a song over and over again. I, you know, I listen to the melody, the lyrics and, you know, what colors I would envision with it and 
what setup it is, who's the main uh, main cast of it or whatever, and just set up an image based around that because it really, really helps. That and obviously a mix of film and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess that gets you right into a creative space when you're going right from the song like that. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. I mean, it helped with the Kiss Sense series when I shot it. Um, just listening to that whole album and then the whole series came after that. So that was really, really... Music is really, really helpful to me in terms of being creative and creating series and creating images. That's why I would love to work with musicians for the most part, like Rocky or The Weeknd or anyone else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, as a musician, would I would love to just because m- most of my inspiration comes from music. And I don't want to say for me it's easier to portray that visually, but... I like it. <laughs> so I would I would um I would love to do more stuff with musicians. Like even if it's like album cover singles or just artwork on the side like it was with Rocky, like I don't mind it. Um just because I I like portraying a song visually or an album or an idea visually. Um I think it's really really cool. In terms of what I have that's coming out I mean, I have ideas, like I said, like personal ideas I want to shoot, and hopefully they happen uh-huh. <laughs> unless something comes out. Usually I don't find out about gigs or any other jobs <laughs> until like... Right before. It's literally on a month-to-month basis, huh? <laughs> I said until yeah. right before it happens. Yeah, like I, I have no idea. Like I am going to do something else for um, the weekend merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh but then after that, I have no idea what's going to happen, you know? But then again, two weeks ago when I did the Marvel thing, I knew I was doing it then. And then I had no idea what was going to happen after that. And here I am again with them. So, yeah, it's literally on a project to project basis. And I mean, it's been like this since January. Like every time I do a project and I finish it, I'm like, OK, now I can do my <laughs> personal work and I'm about to do something and I plan for it and then something else comes up. Like the only image that I've shot this year that is my personal work is one I did with a horse that I made it look like a unicorn. That was it. <laughs> I think it's I saw like that one on your else. page. Yeah, that was it. And then yeah. everything else has been like just other people's work. Um, <laughs> keeps things entertaining then. Maybe a little stressful too, but definitely yeah, keeps it exciting. Uh, Keeps you on edge. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't know what you're going to do. It's definitely, it's definitely exciting in that sense. Um, uh, I'm very, I mean, I'm looking forward to whatever comes after, you know, if, if another, you know, big musician comes after that or, you know, another merchandise shoot or a music video or whatever, you know, even if nothing comes afterwards, I mean, something will come afterwards, but even if nothing was to come afterwards, I would still do, keep on doing my personal work just because I love to shoot. So my shoots are not designed based on if I have the money to produce them or not. Mm -hmm. I just shoot because I love to shoot. Well, thanks again for listening. You can find more of Mr. Riozo's work at mrriozo.com. That's M-R-I-O-Z-O.com. And you can also follow him on Instagram at mr.iozo. I'll include links to both of those in the show notes. We have another episode coming up for you next week, so I'll talk to you then.